Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. By keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a holy lifestyle if we choose to obey God's word. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ. Hallelujah. We give God glory and honor tonight, and it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share 
a word from God with you. Now, after the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there's a button there that will say follow. And so I'm asking that you'll please push that button, and that button lets me know that you are following our show and that you are enjoying our broadcast. Well, here on the show, I have a way of checking each week and seeing how many people are are listening live, like those of you that are listening right now, but also those of you that are listening uh, uh, through the archives, through the on-demand. And I want you to know that God is truly blessing this show and that more and more people are tuning in uh, on my on-demand or in my archives and are listening from all over the world. And it is such a blessing to know that uh, we are reaching people everywhere because this show, this broadcast is about bringing the Word of God to people who maybe can't get out to church or maybe you don't have a church home or you're in between churches, but this gives you an opportunity to stay fine-tuned in to the Word of God. And so for those who are listening live and to those of you who are also listening uh, through the archives, I am so appreciative. And I want to say thank you to all who have been following this broadcast. I want to say thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. And I want you to know that I truly do love you all very much. And also, I'm going to ask that you please visit our website, a wordfromgod.webs.com. Browse our site, follow our links to all of our other affiliate sites and our other blogs. Uh, Also, we have a page on Facebook called A Word From God. Uh, Please click the like button to show us that you like the page. Also, please email us, and uh, you can also let us know through the email uh, if you enjoy the broadcast as well. Our uh, email address for this broadcast is called A Word From God 3 at AOL.com. And when you're on our website, I would ask that you check out our ad cost and our advertisement page on our website. Uh, and if you would like to have your church event or business announced, uh, especially in for in your area because this is an Internet show and we go all out. We go all over the world so everyone can hear about your church, hear about the event that you're having, or they can hear about your business. You can have all of this announced on the air for a very uh, small fee. And uh, if you're a gospel artist and you would like to have your CD played on a word from God, please go to our website for all of our instructions on our advertising costs, or you can email me at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Uh, also, you can follow me now on Twitter at Becky CH1. You can follow me on Twitter. I try to write something on there um, every day if I possibly can. Uh, I'm a busy woman. I'm, I'm still in the process with my book and in the process with the CDs and doing my show and running my business. But I do try to get on Facebook and Twitter as much as I can and uh, write whatever it is that the Lord would have me to write. Uh, Also, we are going to be back on the air this Wednesday morning 
at 10 a.m. And uh, also, as you know, you can still hear us every Sunday night at 7.30 p.m., Wednesday mornings at 10 Central Standard Time, and Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, for those of you that don't know, on the Wednesday morning show, I do a uh, business show. And this show is devoted to businesses, business owners, uh, people who are thinking about going into business, things like that. Uh, Our Wednesday morning show is um, also where I have business owners to come on who want to be interviewed, and uh, I showcase their business for that day, and um, they can talk about their business, they can talk about their church, they can talk about uh, anything that has to do with their business or even uh, their ministry. And as I said, so we have so many uh, listeners from all over the world, and they'll be able to hear about your business. So if you do have a business or, you, or you're thinking about starting a business, whatever, I would have you to listen to us on uh, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., and I will be on the air, uh, I believe, this Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Now, if you're a business owner and you do come on the Wednesday morning show, uh, there is a small See for that as well, and you can find all of that on our website, um, a word from com. And if this is something that you're interested in, then check us out. Check out my advertising and my ad cost page on the website, and it gives you all of our pricing information and everything that you need is uh, right there. So please pray about it and consider coming on our Wednesday morning business show. We would love to be able to have you on, uh, to be able to interview you and talk with you about your business. Just get your name out there uh, in in uh, in the world, not just in your community or in your city, but in the world. Uh, in my archives, I do have a message called How to Start a Business. And in this message, I use scripture for how to have a business built on God's principles. And as I was saying, I'm still in the progress of my big CD that I'm doing, a a CD series called The End of Times, where it's talking about the rapture, the beam of seat judgment, all of the things that are going to happen in the end time, all the eschatology teaching, the end time teaching. Uh, There's some awesome stuff on it. I mean, there's some powerful things uh, talking about the Antichrist, talking about the false prophet, talking about the Bema judgment and the great white throne judgment, talking about the marriage of the Lamb, the bride of Christ, uh, talking about the great tribulation, all of the different things that so many of us are afraid to read in the book of Revelation. Now, if you're saved and you're sanctified and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the book of Revelation should not scare you, but what it should do is is to show you that uh, as you see the different things that uh, the book of Revelation and Daniel and all that is talking about, you are seeing that we're getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord. When he's coming, we do not know. We know that he says nobody knows the day nor the hour. Only uh, God knows the day and the hour and the time that Jesus is to return in the rapture for his church. Uh, I am still in the process of the book. I'm almost finished. Um, I'm looking for a publisher so that we can get this uh, 
book out. I'm I'm so excited about this book. Uh, it talks about our hidden secrets uh, and the mask that we wear. And then God dealt with me, told me to add an extra chapter about my secret, the secret that I've been carrying, the secret, uh, the mask that I had been wearing. And so there's going to be a lot of things in there that are going to set you free, going to help you to get to a place in God that you've always wanted to be in, but you didn't know how to get there. So how to let go of your secrets and how to take off those masks. So we will be talking more and more each week about that. Also, I ask that you please visit my business site, which is ladybelovelyfashions.net. That's ladybelovelyfashions.net. This is my business. I am Lady B of Lady B Lovely Fashions, and we carry women's church suits. Uh, we carry men's church suits. We carry business suits. We carry usher and choir uniforms. Uh, we carry jewelry, hats, and we also have just various other uh, merchandise and items. And all of our pricing, we do very, we do try to keep everything at a very affordable price. And uh, so go online, check us out. We are an online e-commerce business. And just look at the wonderful things that we carry. We have some fabulous, fabulous suits and hats, first lady hats, first lady suits. Any woman that likes to go to church and she likes to be dressed to the bone, we have that for you at Lady Be Lovely Fashion. Uh, we have all kinds of wonderful things, I said, for our men. Uh, we, we even carry uh, some wonderful bed linen. So check us out at Lady Be Lovely Fashions. Dot net, And also on my blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God page, I ask that you will check out all of my other affiliate links. Uh, there is one that I speak of every week that is called Blood Pressure Awareness. Many of us um, do struggle with uh, hypertension or high high blood pressure or, or with high cholesterol or heart disease of some uh, uh, degree, and we do that because we don't take care of our bodies, we're not eating right, we're not exercising, and we're not changing our lifestyle. You can get rid of a lot of this stuff just by changing your lifestyle and your eating lifestyle and your eating habits. So I ask that you would go on to that particular blog and I believe it's called Blood Pressure Awareness. And check it out and see um, uh, all of the wonderful things that are being added to that blog and the different things that are being said uh, on that blog. That blog has been on for probably over a year, so you may have to go all the way back to a year's worth of reading. But I tell you, it's very educational, and you will really, really enjoy uh, what you get on that um, on that uh, uh, blog. Well, I'm so thankful to God on this past week at our church, Day Spring Family Church, uh, here in Irving, Texas. Uh, we had an awesome, awesome revival. And I'm telling you, God really moved in a mighty way. I'm revived. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic about what God is doing. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm aware of 
of, of what God is doing as well as I'm aware of what the enemy is doing, so I'm able to stop him in his tracks before he can bring anything my way. And I'm telling you, if if you if you need something from God, we have the rest of this month that you can spend time fasting and praying and seeking and hearing from God. We've been fasting. I know a lot of churches during this time of the year, the beginning of the year, like to go on a fast and just spend time before God. And I'm telling you that when you do that, I mean, God has opened up things to me through our fast. Uh, God delivered me. God healed me. God just did some powerful things during the revival. And so I'm telling you, if there's a revival somewhere in your city, somewhere in your town, in your church, if if you if your church is fasting, you want to spend that time that you're fasting, seeking the face, seeking the face of God. And when you seek the face of God, then you will get the hand of God to move in your life. So I'm telling you, if you're not fasting and God has called your church or even called you to a fast, go ahead and fast because I will I guarantee you that God will move on your behalf and show you some things that you have never, never, ever, ever, ever seen before. Well, it brings me great pleasure tonight. Uh, I have a word from God uh, tonight, and it's called the goodness of God. But before we get started on tonight's message, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play a song for you on tonight. I pray that you enjoy. The song is called Mighty God.
Hallelujah. What a well mighty done. God we serve. Hallelujah. God is truly awesome. He's truly powerful. He is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our devotion. He's worthy of our love. He is truly, truly everything that we could possibly need. A life without God would be so lonely. It would be so unhappy. I mean, just just not having God in your life. I, and I know that there are some that don't have God in their life, and it looks like everything is going fine for them, but they're dead on the inside. You know, you can be dead on the inside and still be able to uh, do a lot of things that you want to do, but to be able to be alive on the inside, to have a God that loves you, that lives within you, that blesses you not only inwardly but outwardly, I mean, how powerful, how mighty, how awesome is he. Well, let us pray. Father, right now we thank you and we praise you. We glorify you, O oh God. We give you, Father God, everything that we have, our life, our service, our finances, everything, Lord God, our, 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 our worries, our mistakes, our past, everything, Lord God, things that are holding us back, things, Father God, that are causing us to move forward. Lord God, whatever it is, we honor you and we, 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 we're devoted to you and we love you and we adore you and we praise you. And on tonight, Lord God, as the word comes forth, Lord God, let your people hear and know and understand the goodness of God, how good you are to us. Even though maybe it doesn't look like it all the time, like, you know, maybe things are going wrong in our lives, but we want the people to know tonight that you are good. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father God, I ask that you uh, take me and hide me behind the cross of Calvary, O oh God, that I might not be the one, Father God, but that you will speak your words clear with clarity, Father God, through me, that people might want to change their hearts, change their mind, Father God, that they might want to do better. Lord God, if they don't know you, that they want that they will want to get to know you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, on this past week, as I said a little bit earlier, I was in attendance. Um, at a revival uh, at my church here in the city. And on the first night, uh, we were taught how to sharpen ourselves in the Lord. You see, sometimes some of us are kind of dull and we're trying to serve and praise God in our dullness. You know, but we don't, we're not, we, we don't have anything being dull that we can offer to the Lord. But when we sharpen ourselves through the word of God, we can give God everything that he is due, everything to let him know that we know that he is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our love. He is worthy of everything that we can possibly give to him. So we begin to work on ourselves and to sharpen ourselves and to fine-tune ourselves on that first night. And then on the second night, uh, we were taught how to be set free, how to send the devil running, 
and to send him packing. There were many that were up under certain types of attacks and certain types of stresses and certain types of things that the enemy was holding them down uh, with his foot, laughing at them and, and letting them know and telling them, lying to them, telling them that they would never get free. But many, many got free on that night, even our young people. We had babies lying in the floor up under the power of God, 4, 5, 12, 15, 18. People were just sprawled out all over the altar, crying out to the Lord for deliverance, asking God to be set free. And God set us free. Many who were not victorious, uh, last week are now walking in victory this week. And on the third night, uh, God came through that house in such a mighty way with a healing anointing that people were just healed from everything, from the top of our heads down to the soles of our feet. Our minds were healed. Our eyes were healed. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, about my healing. Uh, people were healed from digestive problems, respiratory problems, uh, high cholesterol, heart disease, uh, uh, blood pressure, all kinds of things. People were being totally, it was a miracle in the house that night. There was an anointing for healing that was so powerful and so strong on that night. And so as I was thinking about all of the things that uh, I had gone through uh, throughout the years, but just uh, how God had just moved so mightily uh, in our revival. As I pondered and I prayed about what to share for tonight's message, I just simply heard God say, tell them about my goodness. Now, do you ever sit and think about the goodness of God, what he does for you, how much he loves you? Well, tonight we want to look at our Father's goodness. So I'm going to ask you to uh, follow me in some scripture tonight. If you don't have your Bible or you do, and maybe I might read a little too fast or what have you, but I'm going to ask you each week that whenever um, you you hear the show. I'm not, quote, one of those hooping and hollering type preachers, but I am a teacher of the gospel. And however the Spirit of the Lord leads me and moves upon me, that's how I minister. But I would ask each week that you would have a sheet of paper or have some, have your notebook, have a pen or a pencil handy all the time because I do try to use a lot of word to get across, to get across what it is that I'm trying to uh, eject. Uh, to 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 get to you. Let's turn to Psalms uh, twenty five verses eight through ten. That's Psalms twenty five verses. Uh, I'm sorry, Psalms twenty five verses eight through ten. And we're going to be reading from the Amplified version. And it says, starting at verse eight, "Good and upright is the Lord." Therefore will he instruct sinners in his way, meaning that uh, God wants to instruct those who don't know him in how to get to know him. 
Verse 9 says, He leads the humble in what is right, and the humble he teaches his way. Being humble before the Lord, listening to the Spirit of God, going to God and saying, Father, I humble myself before you. I don't want to go before you. I don't want to miss my season. I don't want to miss my visitation. But, Lord, I humble myself before you to hear what the Spirit is saying to me or what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lord, teach me your way. Keep me humble. He's not talking about where people are just walking all over you and you never say anything, but you're humble before him. You're living a life before him that is so pleasing and so in acceptance. It's acceptable to him. And so he's saying he leads the humble in what is right, and the humble he teaches his way. And verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and Steadfast love, even truth and faithfulness are they for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. In the Strong's Concordance, in the Strong's Concordance, the word good means pleasant, agreeable, it means welfare, not talking about being on welfare, but meaning that all is well. It talks about prosperity, happiness. Uh, it talks about to be well with and to be good for. Having God in your life and really trusting him, spending time with him, being humble before him will ensure you a well life full of happiness and prosperity. Know that what God gives you will be good for you and it will not be evil. Uh, in Jeremiah 29 and 11 it says, For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare, meaning well-being and peace, and not for evil, evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. There are many who are saying, I don't know where I'm going in life. I don't know what to expect out of life. But if you spend time with God, God will tell you the thoughts and the plans that he has for your life. Um the Bible talks about he will give us the desires of our heart. Those desires that God will give us are the desires that God has placed within us already. And what God has done, God has gone to the future to make sure that everything works out for your benefit, that it works out for your purpose and your destiny. Then he comes back and he tells you, his thoughts for you, his plans for you. And he tells you how to get there, what to do. Uh, now, you're going to have to go through some obstacles, but God has given you his word to follow. And there are going to be pitfalls and there are going to be enemies there and naysayers there and, and haters there who are going to try to stop you from getting to where God wants you to get to. But he says, for I know the thoughts, 
and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare, meaning uh, uh, to do well and peace, to have peace in your life and not thoughts of evil. God does not plan any evil to befall you. It's You know, God doesn't plan uh, for you never to walk again or never to see again. Those things come from the enemy. But even if those things uh, befall us, God still has thoughts and plans for you that you can overcome in any situation uh, that you are put in if you trust and believe God because he says he gives you hope in your final Outcome. There's a place that God is trying to take you. This is all up under the goodness of God. He, there's a place that God is trying to take you. And if you will follow God to that place, follow God, not man, not the devil, but if you follow God to that place where he's trying to take you, you will receive everything that the word of God says. You are to receive And all of this meaning means that you will find mercy And God's steadfast love Surrounding you daily As I said earlier If you live according to God's word And not your words Because see so many times We try to live by our own code And our own creed uh, We try to live by the words That we want to live by and too many times uh, we want to listen to the latest quotes. Well, what is Dr. So-and-so saying? And what is this talk show person saying? And we start saying what they're saying. But what they're saying is not what God is saying. And what they're saying is not meant for your life. That is meant for their life. Or maybe for the life of those that are not following after the word of God But you listen to the word Now if God is saying something Through a, 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 a spirit filled born again Christian And they are speaking word and life over you Then those words you listen to Because those words are going to help you To get to where you need to go and not only is it going to help you to get to where you need to go, but it's going to help you to reach back. And it's going to help you to pull somebody else up to where you're going. Because many times when we get involved in listening to uh, unsaved individuals or individuals who are just all about themselves, that's exactly who it's for. It's just for us four and no more. It's just for me, mine, and ours. But when you allow the Spirit of God to come in and lead you and guide you. As I was saying earlier, you know, once a week or twice a month, four times a month, whatever, however the Spirit of the Lord leads you, we need to fast so that we can clear out all the cobwebs, all the stuff that's going on in our minds, and ask the Spirit of God, Lord, where are you sending me? Because many of us were just walking around not knowing where we're going and we're, we're we're walking into places that we weren't meant to walk into. We're doing jobs that God didn't call us to do. We're unhappy because we're not following down the path that God has sent us down. Let's turn to Nahum 
Nahum, that's in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 1 and verse 7. And we're going to also be reading again from the Amplified Version. And verse 7 of Nahum 1 says, The Lord is good, a strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows, recognizes, have knowledge of, and understands those who take refuge and trust in him. Let's read that again. The Lord is good, a strength and a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows, recognizes, has knowledge of, and understand those who take refuge and trust in him. God's goodness uh, in our lives says that he is our strength and a stronghold for us when we are in trouble. When we're in trouble, this word says that God recognizes, has knowledge of it, and understands it, especially for those who take refuge, like we were talking about, that secret place, abiding in him, remaining in him, staying there, being married to, uh, being up under his protective care. When we when we go to God because we know uh, we, we need his strength and we need to be in his stronghold, we can go through things in our life and we can trust God not only in the good times, but we can also trust God in the bad times. It says he will be a strength for us and his hold on us, his hold on us will be so strong that nothing, nothing, no circumstances, no enemy, no disease, no financial uh, problems, no divorce, no uh, 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 your children going astray, nothing, nothing can snatch you out of God's hand. Let's turn to John chapter 10, uh, St. John chapter 10 in the New Testament, verses 28 and 29, and also this too is the Amplified Version. And verse 28 says, And I gave them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages to all eternity. They shall never by any means be destroyed, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. And verse verse 29 says, My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier, as we heard in the song, what a mighty God uh, we serve, that he is greater and mightier than all else. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Not only are we in the hands of Jesus, we're in the hands of God. We are, the hands that surround us are doubled. I mean, we're protected up under the bottom. We're protected up over the top. And then we have the Holy Spirit that's there in the middle protecting us and guiding us and leading us, how can we 
how can we be snatched away? How can we? Uh, uh, how can the enemy come and just snatch you from God? There is no way. If by any chance you should land in the hands of the devil, it is not because uh, God let go of our hands. It's because we let go of his. Now, why would you want to be in anybody else's hands but God? I mean, that's the goodness of God. He says that, that when we when 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 we first come to him that there's no way that we're going to lose out on anything because we're in his hands but we can walk away and when we walk away that is when we get into all kinds of trouble see I think I shared last week I had walked away because I was just so tired of certain things that I was seeing and Certain things that I was walk uh, that I was going through, and I walked away. I walked uh, away from that that covering from from that protection. But when I got out there, and I realized, oh God, no, I don't like it out here. Uh-uh, no, you delivered from me from this once, and now I'm back out here. No, 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 I won't back in. And I walked back in up under the protective covering of God. I got back into the safety. Of God's hand Hallelujah Hallelujah You know um, There is a commercial that says You're in good hands With all states And that might be good for insurance But in life In life I want to be in the hands Of the almighty God Who is all powerful All knowing All seeing And he is Everywhere While he is taking care of you And your problems In Africa or London Or France Or Afghanistan Or or New York Or or in Hawaii, Alaska Or in Washington State Washington D.C. Right here in Texas Wherever you might be While God is taking care of you In your problem In whatever state Whatever part of the world you're in, taking care of you and your needs, he is also right here with me, taking care of mine. Aren't you glad that you don't have to wait on God when you need him? You know, I've gone to the doctor's offices and I've had a I've had appointments or I've even gone uh, uh to the emergency room and sitting there and maybe just sick as a dog and but I had to wait. I had to wait, you know, maybe somebody else there was a little more sicker than I was. So their sickness took uh a preference or priority over what I was going through. I was I was hurting. My what I was facing was priority for me. Like what they were facing was priority for them. But I had to wait. Because the doctor could only be in one place at one time. But see, God is not limited to time. God is not limited to space. He is all of that. He's time, he's space, he's everything. So when you're sick and you're calling on him in in, in uh, France or you're calling on him in Italy or you're calling on him in Japan or Okinawa or the Philippines and I'm calling on him 
here in the United States, God says, I'm right there. I'm right here. I'm right over there. I'll, I'm, 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 I'm over there in Alaska. I'm, I'm right here in New York. Uh, I'm right here in Georgia. I'm, I'm in Kansas. I, I, I'm in Nevada. I'm right here. He says that to all of us at the same time. It doesn't matter that somebody might be on Central Standard Time or somebody might be on Eastern Time or Pacific Coast Time or Mountain Time. Whatever the time is, God is right there. I might need a financial blessing. God is right there giving me my financial blessing. Somebody you know might be on their bed dying. God is right there with them. I want to be in those kinds of hands. You see, the goodness of God is a part of God's character. It is who he is. He couldn't be any other way. You see, when we hurt, God hurts. We belong to him. It doesn't give God pleasure to see us in trouble or going down because of hard times in our life. That is why he gave us his word. When we need help, we can go to his word for help. His word is full of goodness and wisdom for every situation in our lives. If you need healing, you can go and and find the scripture, I am the God that healeth thee. You can find a scripture that talks about um, uh, uh, if we have financial problems, uh, there's a scripture that talks about it is he that gives us power to get wealth. Uh, It talks about, I mean, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is, All you have to do is just have faith as a grain of mustard seed. And you can have what all it takes is faith. There was one thing that the the bishop the other night, uh, Bishop Wade from Florida, was preaching on, that we have faith. It is our faith that moves God. It is our faith that God deals with. God doesn't look at the problem, at the situation, at the trouble. He looks at our faith. Faith is the only thing, the only thing, the only thing that moves God, our faith, not our tears so much, not 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 our crying so much. I mean, he doesn't like to see us hurt. He doesn't like to see us in pain, but he does like to see us in faith. Father, I'm going through this, but nevertheless, Father God, my faith is in you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they're saying about me. I don't care what's happening right now. I don't care uh, uh, that my husband isn't living right or my wife's not living right. I don't care, Lord God. I walk by the word. I speak the word. I say what the word says. The word says that I shall be saved and my household. The word says that I am healed. The word says I am rich. The word says that I can be whatever it is that 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 God has ordained me to be. I, I the word says that there is a mate for me. Whatever it is that you're asking and you're believing God for, if you believe God and you trust in Him, um, Mark eleven twenty three says what the, uh, says. Uh, 
For you can say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but that you believe that those things which you saith shall come to pass. You can have whatsoever you said. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. You can have whatever it is that God has promised you if you walk in faith. Hallelujah. 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 His word is full of goodness, and his word is full of wisdom for every situation in our lives. We need to ask God for wisdom. We need to ask God, Lord, how do I get that wisdom? How do I get that? How do I get close enough to you that I can I can seek after your wisdom? Um, let's look at some areas of God's goodness that reveal who God is to us and who he is to the world. Number one, God, a part of God's goodness is that God saves. Um, John 3.16, many of us know it. Uh, I'm going to read it again out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten uh his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in trusts in clings to relies on him shall not perish come to destruction be lost but have eternal ever lasting life. It says that God loved the world so much. He loved us so much that he gave his only son. I don't have a son. I have two daughters. But if I had to give up my daughters for the world, for them to die on the cross, um, uh, for the world's sins, I don't know. If I can do that, and I don't know if my daughters would want to do that. But God, he loved us so much, and Jesus loved us so much that he stepped out of heaven. He took on an earthly body. He didn't come in all the majesty and splendor that he really uh, could have come in, but he came lowly and humble. He came meek. He came as one that... Uh, uh, came to live a life to show us that we could live life that same way that he did. He then, uh, uh, he lived that life. He showed us a more perfect way of living, to live a life of holiness. And then he died for our sins. And then he arose and he uh, ascended back up to heaven where he's sitting on the right-hand side. Of the Father Now God loved us that much And his son Jesus loved us That much That he died For us The goodness in that To die for somebody else When you don't have to 
Now, God has died for, uh, Jesus died for this entire world. Many have accepted it, and many have not accepted. And so I'm saying to you tonight, if you have not accepted the goodness of God through him saving uh, the souls, the saving the lives, saving the spirit, saving people in general, I would ask tonight that you consider asking Christ into your life and allowing him to be Lord of your life. And then let's go to John chapter 11, uh, verses 25 through 26, also reading from the Amplified. Jesus said to her, I am myself, the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever continues to live, believes in, has faith in, cleaves to, and relies on me, shall never actually die at all. Do you believe this? Now, uh, Jesus was talking to uh, Martha, uh, the sister, one of the sisters of Lazarus, letting her letting her know who he really was and who he really is today. He was letting her know that he was the resurrection itself, that he was the resurrection itself, meaning that uh, anything that was dead can be resurrected through him. Hallelujah. Anything that was dead can be resurrected through him. Now, if we look at the story of Lazarus and, um, you know, Lazarus fell sick and they called for, for Jesus to come, uh, but Jesus did not go right away and Lazarus died because there was a purpose. There was something that, that uh, God was going to get the glory out of this particular thing. Jesus just did not go at that moment and at that time because there was a greater good that he was going to do, that God was going to receive the glory. And so when Jesus came, people could not understand, you know, Lord, why weren't you here? Why didn't you uh, come when we asked you? And uh, they said, you know, if you had been here, our brother, he wouldn't have died. And then Jesus, all he said, you know, you know, like we always do with the Lord, you know, we complain, we grumble, we gripe. You know, Lord, why, 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 oh, Lord, I don't understand. Why me, Lord? Why my sister? Why my brother? Why my father, Lord? I don't understand, Lord. What's what's going on, Lord? Blah, 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 wine, 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 wine. And Jesus said, you know, show me where he lays. And so when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he prayed. And uh, then he called Lazarus by name because, you see, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And if Jesus had of just said, come forth, everything, anything dead, animals, bugs, snakes, dogs, cats, cows, uh, folks that have been dead for thousands of years, uh, Whatever would have come to life because he was the resurrection. 
and he is the life. And so it had to obey. So he had to say, Lazarus, come forth, so that everything else would stay in its place. You know, there you are in the graveyard visiting one of your relatives, and all of a sudden you see a hand shoot up out of the grave, or you see somebody come breaking out of the grave because Jesus said, come forth. You know, I don't know if I would want to be around at that time, you know, if I'm in a graveyard by myself, you know, trying to visit a loved one or something like that. But he had to say, Lazarus, come forth because of who he was. Because, like I said, if he had not, then everything would have gotten up. For you see, Jesus can bring anything that is dead back to life, no matter what it is. It can be your health. He can bring your health back to life. Now, there are things, too, that you can do to further help yourself in staying healthy. You know, we want to eat ourselves up under a table. We don't want to exercise. We don't want to do the things that we are to do, especially those of us who are senior citizens. We really get lazy, and we don't want to do the things that we do. If we're younger, we say, oh, I got plenty of time. Oh, I don't need to exercise. Walking is free, everybody. Walking is free. Just get up, walk about 30 minutes, 40 minutes every day. If you can do an hour, do that to keep your health in check. But if you're having health problems and your health is dying, Jesus can restore that health. He can restore and resurrect your anointing. He can restore and resurrect your love. He can restore and resurrect your family. He can restore and resurrect your finances. It doesn't matter what it is. Jesus can resurrect it if you want it to be so. What do you need resurrected in your life? Whatever you need, you go to God and you say, God, this thing in my life is dead. And I need you to resurrect. I need you to give me a love again, an energy, a wanting to get back into the word and study the word. Give me an appetite, Lord. Make me hungry for the word of God. It doesn't matter how long something has been dead in your life. God can resurrect it and he can restore it. One of the other uh, things about God's goodness is he comforts us. He comforts us. When we're in trouble, when we, when we need him for a particular something, um, as we talked last week about going into that secret place and remaining there, we should always remain up under the um, uh, in that secret place with Christ so that when something happens, he can comfort us right there. We don't just have to go to God when we're in trouble, but when trouble comes and we're in the secret place, then we are right where we are supposed to be. In the book of John, St. John, that is chapter 14, and many of us know these particular verses, 1 through 4, and it says, do not let your heart be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in God, adhere to and trust in and rely on God. 
Believe in and adhere to and trust and rely also on me, Jesus. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places, homes. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I am going away to prepare a place for you. And when I go and make ready a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And to the place where I am going, you know the way. Where Jesus is, is where we should all be striving to go. I love in the King James Version where it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. Now, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. We're talking about a house that can hold other mansions. How big of a place is this? What a wonderful place this must be. How awesome um, How awesome it must be uh, to be able to live uh, uh, in heaven to spend the rest of our lives there. Hallelujah. It it it, it is a place that it, it's it's indescribable almost because I've never been there. So I can't tell you. I've not had visions of it. I can't tell you what it's really like. I've heard of people who have died and have seen heaven, but the Lord spoke to them and said um uh that it was not their time, but what an awesome place to live, but yet we don't want to live right to get to a place where we can forever live free from sin, from poverty, from sickness, and yes, even the devil. Because, see, when it's time for us to go and be with the Lord and after it's all over and after the great white throne judgment and, and people are, are, are going to their different rewards and what have you, uh, and after there's a new heaven and a new earth, Satan is going to be thrown in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever, and he will never get out, ever. When life seems to get you down, remember this scripture where it says, let not your heart be troubled. Then go to Revelations chapter 21 and read that whole tra- chapter and see all of these things that, uh, see all of, uh, uh, it, it describes everything that's going to happen. It describes what heaven looks like. It describes um, uh, how beautiful heaven is. And when you read that chapter, you are going to just want to hurry up and get yourself right. You're going to want to hurry up and get before the Lord and ask God to uh, uh, help you so that you can get to that place in uh, Revelations chapter uh, 21. Uh, Jesus also said that he would not leave us comfortless but that he would send the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. John 14 and 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
And then in John 14 and verses 26 and 27 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give, giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said that he is not leaving us comfortless, but that he would send a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit rests and rules in the earth today. He reigns on the earth today. The scripture says that the Holy Spirit will come and bring all things to our remembrance. So when we're going through a situation and we don't know exactly what to do, we will hear that sweet voice of the precious Holy Ghost, and he will say unto us, turn to John 14, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Or he'll tell us, turn to uh, uh, John 14, uh, verse 26 and 27. He'll speak a, a, a scripture to you. He'll say something to you. He may just simply say, I love you. He may just simply call you by your name. I mean, it is so sweet to have the Holy Spirit commune with you and talk to you and take time to just sit and reveal things unto you, to comfort you when you need comforting. Hallelujah. And then it ends again. It started, let not your heart be troubled. But it ends also in verse 27. It says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When we have the presence and the sweetness of the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, in the room with us, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to, uh, as they say, we don't have to be scared. We can have the, the, the love and the presence of God all in our home. Don't you want your home? Don't you want to, when, when, when you walk into your, or when people come to your home, they say, ooh, there's such a peace here. There's such a presence of the Holy Spirit here. People won't walk into your house and feel as if they can come in your house and curse or say ungodly things in your house because there's a presence there, and that presence is the Holy Spirit. Another one of God's goodness is that God, he is love. First uh, John 4, 7, and 8 says this. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is, springs from God. And he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. Who does not love, I'm sorry, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, 
for God is love. Now, you see, not only does God love us, and he shows us that love every day of our life. I don't care what it is. Uh, You may not have a job, but God loves you so much that he's given you an idea to where you can go into business for yourself. You may not have a husband or a wife, but God loves you so much that he will spend time with you, sharing with you, talking to you, loving you in such a way that you don't even miss not having a spouse in your life. That is how much God loves us. But we, as his children, we also have to love. Because the scripture says that uh, if we don't know God, I mean, if we don't love, then it says that uh, we never did know God because God is love. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God. If you don't love your fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ or even people in the world. Well, how in the world can I love somebody? I don't know, Sister Becky. I don't understand that. You love them through or allow God to love them through you because you are the hands and the feet and the mouth here on earth for God. And somebody has got to let them know that God loves them. One night I was uh, going to church, and we stopped off uh, at a gas station. And um, I saw a young man working in there, and uh, I just felt impressed and uh, to tell him that God loves him. I just felt impressed, but I didn't do it. And I walked out the store, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, tell him that I love him. And I ran back inside, and I said, young man, I don't know uh, if this means anything to you or not. I said, but I want you to know, and I said, God told me to tell you this, that he loves you. I don't know if this means anything to you, but God loves you. And he looked at me, and and, and it was something that came across his face like he needed to hear that, that he needed to know that there was somebody out there that loved him because I don't know if the young man was, I think it was New Year's Eve night, I don't know if the young man was, Upset because he had to work or planning to go home and 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 end his life. I don't know what it was, but God knew, and it was only for me to be obedient, because that is the goodness of God. God loves people, but some of the people, the only way they're going to know how much God loves them is that we tell them that God loves them. So it's up to you to become acquainted with God so that God's love can flow from you to somebody else because, you see, God is love. And then um, the scripture says that another part of God's goodness is he heals. Uh, Exodus fifteen twenty six says, saying, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight, and will listen to and obey his commandments and keep all of his statutes. 
I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And then in Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25, in the Message Bible, it reads like this. But you, you serve your God, and he'll bless your food and your water, and I'll get rid of the sickness amongst you. I don't care what's going on in your life. Uh, God says that he will heal you. He will not bring any of the diseases upon you that is being brought upon the the children of the world, people that are living in the world. There are so many cases in 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 uh, since I've been in this world where there've been different kinds of plagues and diseases even here in our own country. And I've been around some people who've had these diseases, but God did not allow any of those diseases to come upon me because He is the Lord who heals me. He says that I'll get rid of the sicknesses in your life. And in Deuteronomy 7, 15, the Amplified Version reads like this, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you knew, will he put upon you, but will lay but will lay them upon all who hate you. Wow. Those people that come against you, those haters, those people that have caused you nothing but pain, God says that those diseases will he lay upon them who hate you. Mm. Hallelujah. I would not want to be unsaved and come up against any Christians. Hallelujah. Mm, Hallelujah. I want to share my testimony. I told you that on Friday night that uh, there were healings that took place in, uh, in the service. And I was one of the people that got a healing on this past Friday night. And... I was diagnosed when I was 38 years old. I've always had a problem with my eyes. And glaucoma seemed to uh, run in our family, but that is bound, that is null, that is void, that is no more. That spirit of glaucoma does not run in my family. It stops with me. It stops with my children. It stops with my grandchildren. And um, I've always kind of had problems with my eyes. And at age 38, I, um, well, even before that, uh, back in 1982, I had uh, a detached retina. And my eyes just, my especially my right eye, just went out on me started seeing all this crazy squiggly lines and what had happened there were blood vessels that broke in my eye and uh, and I had to have surgery on my eyes 
Well, as years went past, uh, I started having some more problems with my eyes. And I uh, I went to the doctor and they told me that I was kind of in an advanced stage of glaucoma. And when I went to the doctor, uh, he said, well, we're going to do everything we can do to save your eyes. And uh, I've had glaucoma surgery and laser surgery and all of that on my eyes, and I had certain medication that I had to take for my eyes. But there's one thing I've always, I always talked about the glaucoma, but I never, ever told people what my doctor told me. And tonight is the first time I've ever spoken this out openly over to anyone. And they told me that by the time I was 58 or 57 years old, that my sight would pretty much be gone. And I am now 60 years old, and my sight, I still, hallelujah, hallelujah, I still have my sight, and I have pretty good sight. But on the other night, um, when I looked out of my eyes, I was seeing, uh, it was like a darkness that I was, I was looking through this thick, heavy fog-like And I found out from my doctor the last time I visited him that when they did cataract surgery on me, they uh, they put new lenses in my eyes. And I could see very clearly. I could see very well. But something happened over the time and some type of um, debris. I don't know where it came from. But some type of debris got on my on those lenses, and they did not really want to operate uh, because they don't want to hinder the other operations that I've had. And on the other night, I went up for prayer, and uh, the uh, bishop laid hands on me, and I felt the power of God go into my body, and I went out up under the power of God. And I opened my eyes, and when I opened my eyes, I still saw with a fogginess. And I shut my eyes as I was laying there on the floor, and I was still praising God and believing God. And when I got up off of the floor and I opened my eyes, I could see, hallelujah, hallelujah, a little clearer. And as I sat in the church uh, after that, my vision got a little clearer and a little clearer. And I I, I just started rejoicing and praising God. And uh, on, on yesterday when I woke up, I mean, my vision was even clearer. I mean, even clearer. And every Sunday when I go to church, I could see people, but I, and unless I got up on them, could I tell who I was talking to? So a lot of times people would think that yeah, I was either trying to be stuck up or I didn't want to talk. It wasn't that I was being stuck up and I didn't want to talk. I couldn't see. I didn't even know when people were talking to me unless they touched me and got close to me. And then I knew somebody was talking or they called my name, Sister Becky, or what, whatever. But today at church, I actually from where I was where I normally sit, I actually my my vision is still a little blurry because the healing is is 
is is a progressive thing, but it's progressing every day. And as I sat there in the church, I was able, I wear glasses, but I didn't put my glasses on at all today. And as I sat there in the church, from where I was sitting to up in the pulpit, up in the choir stand, I could literally, hallelujah, I could literally see the faces of people that I knew, people that I know. I could actually see my bishop's face pretty clearly. I, like I said, I'm still a little blurry, but you know, I'm thanking God for the for for the healing, for the for for it being a process, and it's 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 quickly doing what it has to do. I am free. I am set free. I am I am no longer bound by the spirit of, of glaucoma, and I speak to everyone over the air who have who has gone through this same demon, that you be healed right now, that you be set free, that your vision impairedness will be fixed, that God will touch your eyes, that that you will begin to see clearly, that you will begin to be able to do what you need to do because it's a hindrance. It, it causes you to lose your independence. I, I come against a spirit of blindness right now in the name of Jesus. There is nothing, Satan, that you can do to hinder the work and the progress of God's people to everyone that has a condition in their eye, cataracts, uh, detached retina, whatever it might be, uh, uh, seeing out of one eye, can't see out of the other. Father God, I pray that you open up blinded eyes right now, oh God, even as we speak. And I thank you and I praise you and I give you all glory and honor and I give you all praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I didn't get through all of my message on tonight. Um, I'm believing God that uh, next week that he'll let me finish it out. Maybe he'll add some other things to it. Or uh, I'll just go ahead and make a CD and sell the CD, and, and you can get the whole message. But I just want you to know that our God is truly an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Hallelujah. He is so powerful. So powerful. He his goodness in our life, his goodness, his love, his healing us, his comforting us. Everything about him is so good. I'm going to play this song for you right now and uh we're just going to let God minister to you and I will come back and finish out the rest of the broadcast. God bless you. The Bible says if you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. It shall come to pass. If you believe it, clap your hands and say, I believe it.
We have a caller on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, I just tuned in. Uh huh. Yes. And I'm just just I just tuned in uh-huh. and I haven't heard the message yet, but I'm getting ready to cook dinner, so I wanted to listen. Oh, okay. Well actually the message part is I just finished. But you can uh, go on to my archives, and you can hear the message all over again. But I appreciate okay. you. Where are you calling from, sweetheart? Thank you. All right. You have a great evening, okay? Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. We praise and thank God. Uh, our phone number here is one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. Again, that number is one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. And uh, if you just want to call in, we've we got a few minutes here left, but um, maybe uh, the message was a blessing to you. Or maybe you just have something that you want to add about the goodness of God. Or um, you just have a testimony yourself of God's goodness, something that God did for you. So I'm going to leave the phone uh, the phone line open and um, allow you a little time to call in. That's one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it will. It's gonna come to pass. Yes, it will. Everything that is spoken over you. Somebody tonight that 
needs the goodness of God in their life. Whether you're saved or whether you're unsaved. But there is somebody tonight that wants that goodness of God in their life. You might need a healing. You might need deliverance. You might need God's love. You might need God's comfort. You might need God's salvation. But whatever it is that you might need, God is here. Uh, We talked about that Jesus was the resurrection and the life. And there might be something that's dead in you tonight. I don't know what it might be. It, it, It might be your body is not. Uh, functioning the way that it should Your mind might not be functioning the way that it should Your health might be bad You might be having a problem at home You might be going through something in your marriage You might be going through something with your children You may feel like nobody cares You might feel lonely You might feel hurt. You might have some hidden secrets that you don't want anybody to know about. Whatever it is, I want you to know tonight that God loves you. And God's goodness can fall on you. And you can live in a state of mind with God that nobody can bring you out. Because all you have to do is just come to God, give him your life, talk with him daily, spend time. You know, when you when you first meet your mate and you guys are always on the phone talking and 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 you spend so much time together, you forget your friends, you, you forget your family. All you want to do is be around this person because they make you feel good. You're happy when you're around them. You love being around them. They're, they're special. They they just add something to your life. They make you laugh. They say things that just melt your heart. They do things for you. Do you know that God is just like that? That when you're around him, you, you, you're happy to be around him. He tells you how much he loves you. He does special things for you. He makes you happy. And we should want to spend time with him because he sure wants to spend time with us. There is nothing that God won't do for us. All you have to do is just ask that God, you know, I love you, and I want to live for you, and I I want you in my life. I can't live like this on my own. And for those of us who are saved, you know, Lord, I, I, I haven't walked away from you, but I just don't feel as connected to you as I used to. Everything is 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 taking me away from you. I, I've got this on my mind, and I have my job to do, and I'm raising a family, and 
I'm running a business. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, Lord, I just don't seem to connect with you like I used to. And I'm asking you, Lord, to come into my life and help me to reconnect, to, to, to get closer to you, to get closer. I need to be closer to you, Lord. And some of you need to get closer to God on tonight. He's here just for that purpose. And every week, you know, I, 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 I try to lead you in a prayer to the Lord. But you, I can't pray the way you can pray for yourself. The song says, it shall come to pass. Whatever it is that you want from God, whatever God spoke to your heart, whatever God spoke to your life, it will come to pass. It will definitely come to pass. Whatever it is, all you got to do is just speak from your heart and tell God exactly what it is that you want him to do for you. And he'll hear you. He'll hear every cry. He'll see every tear. He'll hear every word that you say. You know, when we pray, when we pray, it should not just be a one-sided prayer. But we should stay there in that prayer until... We hear from God. And then some may say, well, Sister Becky, I don't know when God is speaking to me. Sometimes he speaks to us through his word. Sometimes he speaks to us through other people, like tonight, you know, listening to the broadcast. Sometimes God speaks to us. In a still, small voice that only you can hear. And he'll speak the word to you. He'll speak comfort to you. He'll speak love to you. He'll speak everything that you need to hear. So I'm asking you to pray for yourself. Pray and ask God for whatever it is that you need. And it's going to come to pass for you. You've done nothing that God cannot forgive you for nothing. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Hallelujah. 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 Just worship Him. Just worship God right now. Just worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe that it will come to pass for you on tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come to pass. We're going to hear just a little bit more of that song.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a sweet spirit. What a sweet spirit. Hallelujah. We just love and honor God on tonight. Hallelujah. Well, it is about time for me to get off of the air. I am just so thankful to each and every one of you that um, have been listening on this evening, uh, to each and every one of you who have just listened, um, period, to a Word from God uh, broadcast. Uh, As of next month, I will be celebrating a year on the radio. I am just so ecstatic. I am so happy. I am so pleased with what God is doing on this radio broadcast. I am so thankful to each and every one of you who have listened. I am so thankful for uh, your encouraging words, uh, those of you that write me um, on Facebook or those of you that uh, write me on my um, uh, at my email. I'm just so thankful. Those of you that follow me, um, those of you that follow me on Blog Talk Radio who are also um, hosts and hostesses on this uh, fine radio station, um, to just everyone, I'm just so thankful. Those that are following, those who actually clicked on and are following the show, I'm just, just, uh, just thank you. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to come every week and share a word from God with you. Well, this Wednesday morning, I will be on um, on the air uh, doing something about business. I don't have a title yet on what I'm going to be doing, but uh, it will be something about business unless I do get someone to come on the air uh a business owner to come on the air, and I will be um, uh, interviewing them. Now, some of you may say, well, you know, I want to come on your show, but I live uh, in another state from you. Well, all you have to do is just email me, and I'll tell you exactly how to do it. And uh, I can get you on the air, even though I live where I live and you live where you live. We can converse and get you on the air, and we can talk about your business, your ministry, whatever it is that God has for you to do. Uh, I do do a minimum. I do a, a little minimal cost for the Wednesday morning show it to come on as a um, uh, as a business owner, or if you want to talk about your ministry. But uh, it would be a blessing. I would love to do that for you. That is something that I like to do as a business owner. I want to be able to network with other businesses, business owners, I should say, and I want to be a uh, blessing to you to get your name out there and let the world know uh, who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, Once again, uh, go to my radio um, uh, site tonight uh, after the show is over blogtalkradio.com slash your word from God and follow us if you do like us. Uh, Visit all of our blogs. Visit all of our uh, other links that I have that's affiliated with me. Uh, Go to my Lady Be Lovely Fashion site. Uh, That's ladybelovelyfashions.net. 
you're going to be quite surprised to see some of the most beautiful clothes you've seen, uh, especially church clothes, their evening wear. Uh, we have business stuff, play stuff, all kinds of wonderful things, uh, suits for men. Uh, I do not carry women's shoes, but I do carry men's shoes, so there's uh, a lot of great things uh, there on that site for you to see. Well, it is about that time. You know, I do believe that the best is yet to come. It is always an honor, and it is always a privilege to come before you each Sunday night. And so this is your radio hostess, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for tuning in to A Word from God right here on blogtalkradio.com. I am saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for Him. I hope to hear... uh, to. that you will listen in on Wednesday at 10 a.m. And again next Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. I ask that you pray for me. Uh, God is doing some things in my life, and I want to make sure that I'm hearing from him correctly. I want to make sure that the things that I'm doing are what thus saith the Lord. I want to bring some new changes. I want to get some new people on the broadcast here with me. So be praying for me during the week when you when you pray. Just think about Sister Becky uh, from blogtalkradio.com slash your word from God. I love you. God bless you all. And I pray that you have a very blessed night and a very blessed week.
another key point. 